Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Seidel, along with Derek Seidel and Josh Trope, and this is Coach Speak. Welcome back to the pod, everyone. We are joined today by Adam Trampoors entering his 10th season as the head boys basketball coach at Belleville High School. Coach, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having us. I'm, uh, I'm glad to be on. The last time I saw you, I think uh, it was at a little league field in Dexter. Your son was playing some all-star baseball. That was a good, good summer day. But I guess before that, last time I saw you walking around was probably at the Breslin Center in March. Uh, when your, your Belleville squad was there uh, competing in the uh, Division I Final Four. Um, that, had to be, that had to be a joy. You know, when you look back, let's go right there. When you look back on that experience, or I guess now, or even years down the road, what, what are you going to remember most about that? You know, with that particular group, we had, we had seven seniors that finished with us last year. Um, just kind of what they went through as upperclassmen, dealing with the pandemic, um, having basketball taken away from them, the the summer going into their junior year, the, the lack of indoor workouts, playing with masks their junior year, and, you know, just their perseverance and toughness through that. We thought it was a, a like a special kind of homegrown group that you don't see as much in high school basketball or high school athletics anymore, but we really were concerned where, where what the final result was going to be with all that lost time that, that we all dealt with. Did you guys, did you guys think you had a, a chance at, at getting there in the middle of the year, at the beginning of the year, or even once you got going? It was funny. The the June that we kind of got, it felt like we got let loose and team camps were starting to come back and we got to play going into last season. We really thought we had something. We had a pretty tremendous uh, summer. I think we, we played 50 games and, and won 85, you know, 88% of them, something like that. We were competitive with all the top teams in the state beat plenty, beat our fair share of them. Um, but the team we had in the summer was a little different. We had three kids that played with us. Uh, one, one kid who was transferred in, went back to Florida. Another kid, uh, you know, got back in regular school and just kind of fizzled out where he didn't finish a year with us. The kid was all league the year before. And then we had another kid who um, would have been a second year player and was probably our, our best athlete um, move in with uh, his dad up in Saginaw. So we, our team kind of changed, but the core of our team, our backcourt was there. So it, it, what our expectations were changed a lot, you know, where they were in, in August and, and November. And then, uh, you know, February, we had kind of a rough stretch where even if we were winning games, we were, we were struggling and just eking by where we just, we weren't whole, we weren't really sure if we were going to reach our ceiling, but we knew those kids had it in them. Yeah. Coach typically got a run like that when you when you make a deep run um there's got to be a guy or two that elevates his game to get you there who was who that for you guys in your opinion i really think probably a combination of our, our two four-year guards dj and mario johnson um i mean their poise it, it, being four-year players was huge for us but we really were a balanced team uh you know bryce radka got a lot of press and and deservedly so um he had a really tremendous senior year uh, came off a you know great lesson for athletes out there because a lot of kids come up and if that first year on varsity is a struggle you know nowadays people are looking to jump ship or they don't put as much time in and and Bryce kind of put his nose to the grindstone in the offseason and set himself up to have a tremendous senior year so you know all three of those guys were huge Jalen Jenkins is our lone returning starter you know and pro- he'd been our leading scorer for most of the year kind of transitioned to more of a role player 
as those guys stepped up in the playoffs, but um, it really was a pretty balanced team. You know, we didn't have one guy who we necessarily looked for, for that key bucket or play. We had really unselfish guys. And it goes to those two, two guards that were just tremendous leaders for us. So you, you, you had some experience at the final four before last year. I mean, having been there in, in 2013 with the, with the Romulus team, you were an assistant coach then. I guess anytime you get to a situation like that, it's got to help. But uh, what did you take from the 2013 trip that kind of helped you last year? And I know the result wasn't great for you guys in the semifinals, but just being there and having gone through, gone through that uh, once, how, how did that help you? You know, I think one thing with that 13 team that I was assistant coach on with Coach Oates at Romulus is those kids had been there the year before. And I think that was was a, a huge factor because it wasn't the bright lights. It wasn't um, the unexpected. The kids, the, they had come up short in the semis the year before, and, and they were really laser focused. So I think that was really advantageous with that team. With, with this team, yes, I'd been there before, and we've been close. We lost on a buzzer beater in 18 with a really talented squad. But it, it's hard for when you don't have any kids that have been there before. The, the bright lights definitely, you know, shine in your eyes a little bit, and then there's excitement. But there's plenty of teams that come into that situation every time, they're, you know, they get a chance to go to the Breslin. So it's uh, kind of par for the course. On that same note, you know, after having been there with your own group and like you said, kind of a group that was new to it, if you got a, had another group that went there, what would you do differently to try to maybe prepare yourself different or, or go even the logistics of it? I'm curious about because I know it's it's always more complicated than it is in any other game you have the whole season. Yeah. And, and I talked to some other coaches. I talked to Wally Samaha quite a bit because he'd been there recently and in a, in a previous time and. Um, one of the things I look back is, is maybe we could have done a little less practice, a few more meetings in the days coming off to it. We had um, a logistical issue where we didn't actually get to practice in the Belleville gym the two days before we went up there. We Robotics competition, it's like the one time they do it uh, every year, and we've, we've run into it twice. And so we actually uh, – Lincoln was gracious enough to let us uh, practice in their gym, so we did have a facility. But I might have done that one day and, and – you know, maybe more of a walkthrough situation there. Just we played a pretty much a six-man rotation in terms of major minutes in the playoffs. We really tightened the the roster and rode rode our our uh, seniors. And uh, you know, proof was in the pudding. Our legs were pretty toast by the time we uh, we hit that Breslin floor. Um, you know, and certainly played a, a fantastic Grand Blank team. Um, Mike Thomas who's now at East Kentwood does a tremendous job and he's been there before, but, um, I probably would have saved their legs a little bit if I could in hindsight. All right. So you guys have an unbelievable, uh, 2000, you know, 21, 22 season, but, you know, obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it probably was like 48 hours later, you were already thinking about 22, 23. And, and now we're, now we're basically about two months away, you know, we have a later start date this year, but what are your, what are your thoughts on, on, on your team this coming season? You know, I've been getting that question a lot because we have a lot of unknowns other than uh, Jalen Jenkins, who I, I think is going to have a tremendous year for us. He's an all league player as a sophomore and he'll be a, a three-year starter as a junior. Um, we've got a lot of guys that, you know, play very small roles or they're guys coming up from the JVs. So I'm really excited um, with the effort, and the attitude and the, the chemistry we've had with this group in the summer. I thought we had a pretty successful um, team camp run in June. Kids worked 
extremely hard in July and August. Uh, we're doing some stuff here in September. Um, and we'll kind of ramp back up next month, you know, going in to really try to get them in shape. But um, we've got some interesting pieces. We could be young, we're inexperienced, but um, we've got guys that are hungry, you know, guys, uh, guys don't want to hear we graduate all these guys, we're going to have to take a step back. And um, certainly there's going to be a learning curve, but we've got some exciting young guys, uh, you know, that we're going to find out who who's ready for the you know, the big stage out of some of our younger kids, along with the, the returning guys we have as well. Coach, I'm curious what, and obviously it's early, you'll probably talk with your guys about this as you get going, but what, what in your mind are, are your goals for this season? You know, we always want to take care, care of business at home. So the, the KLAA, KLA East is really important to us. We look at that as a league. Um, so that, that'll be really big um, for us. We've won it three years in a row and um, I think I don't think we finished any worse in second since we joined the league, but you know we graduated a lot. Some other teams have some young players coming in. Um, there, nobody's really established probably as a favorite. Maybe us by default, but we want to take care of business at home, and then um, you know we want to get out of district play and give us a chance in regional. And we've got a different district. We've been in the Ann Arbor district, and now we're actually going to be in with the Westland schools, Romulus, and I think Livonia Churchill is the setup. So that'll be a little different for us. Some of those teams are very familiar to us, but you know, we've also kind of prepped a certain way to, to play the SEC teams too. So we'll have to, hopefully we can earn the right to play one of them in a, in a regional um, this year. But you know, those, those are big goals for us. We always have academic goals um, as well. You know, we try to push that 3.0 GPA combined with the team. We've done that a couple of years in a row, which is just tremendous testament to, our guys understanding academics are important, you know, and then like always, you want to get knock on wood, you want to get through healthy. You want, you want kids to, to have a healthy and a satisfying year. And um, we've got a couple seniors and we want to send them out as winners as well. I, I do want to ask you a question about your league or a couple of questions, but it just dawned on me as you're talking about this year's team, because I know this is stuff that's going on. I'm sure Derek's thinking the same thing. We're ordering stuff and thinking about it, but you guys have a team motto for this coming year. You got one coming up. We, we, yeah, we get the seniors working on a little bit. They're, they're brainstorming. They've, they've thrown a few things out there, but they're, they're not ready to put their stamp on it yet. So I, I told them they just need to have something about mid October. So we, <laughs> we can throw it on a shirt and get, you know, get the staff buying it too. But um, you know, what we want to do is really continue the success and, and uh, you know, follow those footprints in the sand that those outgoing seniors left. Um, those are some big shoes to fill and, and we got guys hungry to do it. And, um, you know, we're getting tremendous turnout at our, our workouts and, you know, guys are really excited about the season. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's a different kind of challenge. Um, you know, when you have four year guards, it's kind of, we, we know who's driving the bus and we know, know where they're at. So now it's, that's, we like the kids that we're going to put the, the ball in their hands, but you know, till the lights are on, you never know totally how that's going to go. So right. Uh, I'm excited to see those guys grab the opportunity. You, you know, so you guys, you, you guys are on the other side of Rossonville Road. That's when I grew up in the Lincoln School District. The other side of Rossonville Road was Wayne County. So, and we don't always, you know, even this podcast don't always grasp things just outside of the county. We've been going more the other way. But the, you know, the KLAA—that's obviously the league you guys are a part of. What? Tell us a little bit about that league. Like, how would you describe your conference in terms of? you know, style of play and so forth. I'm just kind of, just kind of curious. You know, some of the schools in it, it's, there's, it's a little choppy sometimes. 
I definitely think the the West tends to be a little bit more controlled, you know, in terms of um, running more patterned offenses, you know, not that teams don't go in transition, but, um, you know, maybe they're not necessarily transition teams where I think the East with some of the schools like us and, and John Glenn and um, when Wayne's been good there, they look to get in transition, you know, or, or a little bit more fast paced, uh, you know, definitely seen that out of uh, Dearborn and, and Fordson as well. There's quite a bit of Nate Oates influence throughout um, the east side of a conference between Belleville, Dearborn, and uh, John Glenn. And then with uh, Coach Brooks at uh, Wayne Memorial, you know, going into his third season, I think we'll see them really come back to prominence and compete for the league as well. You know, so it, it's an interesting league. It's uh, It's got more of a football reputation, but we had some good basketball, you know, on the crossovers, like we're going to play Canton this year. We've had a change in the league where the top team, the the winners of each division will play each other in December in a crossover, um, as well as the winners of the current year will play in a crossover for the league championship at the end. So we've got a game with Canton. They've got a tremendous team. Jimmy Reddy does a great job over there. Howell's had a couple of lead eights in the last 10 years and, uh, we dropped one to a tough Heartland team we hadn't seen before last year. So the West certainly, uh, you know, has their fair share of good coaches and players as well. Coach, is there any like standout individual players this year? I know there's always good players in the league and in that area, but I'm curious if there's any guys coming back that really have a reputation. Again, like we said, we're, we're not so familiar with some of these schools. You know, I'm big on my guy, Jalen Jenkins, who's a 24. I mean, he, uh, He's 6'1". He's going to move to the point this year. We've been kind of prepping him for it the last year, and he played this summer there. Um, tremendous defender, really improving his perimeter shot and just got to the basket at will this summer. And um, We measure the guys and do a lot of, like, NBA combine stuff twice a year. The guys really like it. Kid's got a 6'7 wingspan, so he, uh, he just kind of keeps growing. <laughs> um, so we think he's going to be tremendous. We've got some other guys like Greg Thomas, um, Nate O'Neill Lewis, Tavian Browning, that I think will all contend for some all league honors and in, in our team if we have success. Um, but there's good players in the other part of the league too. Mohammed um, Hebheb from Dearborn Fordson's about 6'6, 6'7, shoots the ball extremely well, um, good rangy athlete. I think he uh, got a few Division II offers this summer, plays with some of my guys in AAU for the Michigan Warriors. And, um, you know, he's a tremendous talent in the league. Um, Tierborn's got some guards that are very, very good over there. Um, they, they can really shoot the basketball. And John Glenn always seems to have players like you think they all graduate and the next year they come back and they've got some athletes. And then uh, Wayne Memorial's got a stable of young freshmen coming in that, you know, reputation is very high, a um, lot of excitement. And, and I know Steve Brooks will do a good job with them. So I think. Uh, you know, there's some really good players in the league. It's going to be exciting. We definitely uh, have some good basketball in the KLA East. Good deal. So yeah, we've referenced Nate Oates a couple times already. Let, let's talk a little bit about your, your time with Nate. Um, so that was the 22, uh, that was a 12-13 season, obviously. You guys ended up winning a state title. I, of course, have something in common with you. I was I was on Nate's staff. That would have been, man, like the 2000 goodness it really turns through the assistance 2003 yeah 2003 2004 now I, I guess I want to talk to you about your role on that staff my role 
my role was, well, first of all, I looked like the manager because I was not putting on an $800 suit like him and Baker. So I'm in, I'm in like a, I'm in like a sweater vest with a mock turtle. And like, you know, I, I kind of sit near Nate, but I think they thought I was just a statistician. I did not look the part on that bench, but anyway, I'm kind of curious what in, in, in 12, 13, what, what, what was your role, like your main role during practice and, and on the bench during games? You know, it's kind of funny. He had asked me two years before to come on staff. We had uh, developed a friendship through Five Star, and then um, I coached in Lansing area previously and was at every MSU practice I could be at. And it seemed like Nate was, too, even though he was coaching in Romulus. So we became kind of close. And when I, I moved over to the Ann Arbor area, he was hitting me up, hitting me up. And um, it was funny. I thought it was taboo. Um, coming from Lansing, there was all these old unwritten rules where like you didn't coach at one school and teach at another. So I put him off for two years and then finally jumped on board with him over there. And he had really pushed me before I finally came over to, he wanted to be tougher. He wanted his bigs to be better. I had had some success with a couple of bigs in Lansing um, and had a good fortune to actually work with, with uh, Jay Smith, who's a Michigan staff at some big man camps when he was younger. And so that my role was kind of rebounding defense and uh and work with the bigs and he actually had me subbing the five all the time in the games he didn't care who was in there just like you sub them um nate was really interesting because he kind of had me as a de facto defensive coordinator he had keith ridzik um who's over at river rouge now and has been at belleville and john glenn since nate left um as the offensive coordinator and then he would come in and take over roles at certain moments. Um, but he really liked guys coach. And, uh, you know, he told me what he wanted me to fill those roles. And he really let me coach the guys and made that clear with everybody from day one, which was awesome. Had he never got a college job, I'd probably still be at Romulus because it was the most stress-free and enjoyable coaching experience I've ever had. No fundraising, no, no parent meetings, no, no administrator meetings. You know, you're not dealing with uniforms. All I did was coach basketball. It was beautiful. Right. Coach, in your opinion, like, how do you feel Nate has changed or, or has he changed from when you coached with him now to when you see him now on TV or when you get to talk to him nowadays? Well, he's not getting any better looking like all of us uh, ages undefeated, but he's really the same guy. You know, whenever I get a chance to talk to him, uh, you know, he, uh, he always reaches out, checks in, like he's the same humble, like really hardworking, committed guy. And, you know, I think that's kind of what's special about him is he's never got away from what's made him great. Um, what he was doing at Romulus was no secret. You know, half of what he's doing in Alabama is exactly what he did there. Um, he's just going to outwork everybody and he's going to give players a lot of freedom as long as they play really, really hard. Um, and he's really stuck to those values, both at Buffalo and at Alabama. It's a tremendous credit to his formula. Yeah. I mean, to me, he's, he's the same guy, except maybe on payday. He's, 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 yeah, he's you know, a much bigger check than he ever coached when he was teaching math at Romulus. That's for sure. Speaking of that, you know, when I, I don't know how much he paid you, I, I worked with him in, in 2003, 2004. I was between the, you know, the, uh, it was right after my stint at Ipsy and before I went to Dexter, but there wasn't much money for, and he, and he had, he had, uh, he had like three assistant coaches and Baker came on in the middle of the year. He came from wherever he was in Wisconsin or Maine or wherever that Baker came from because he was a buddy. And so at the end of the year, I, I had told Nate I'm going to work for free. And, and, and then all of a sudden, I think he felt guilty because I obviously was there from the entire year every day. 
And uh, he was talking about money at the end of the year. And I said, dude, I, I'm good. You don't need to pay me a penny. But I think now, I think maybe he should pay me a penny. I, should, there should I, be some kickbacks. I, I think there should be. Because, I, you know, I, I, I hear about this boat. I hear about the cars. I hear about the house. I mean, it, I, I look at the suits. My goodness, the suits are ridiculous. I think, I, I think, yeah. You know what? Now that you say that, I think maybe I need to. I still got his number unless he. Yeah, the, the amount of Romulus jumpsuits and, and shoes that I had just to wear in the gym because then we'd have our we'd have our uh, travel bag with our, our suits we, we had to carry. That was like a standard. You had to have the travel bag. <laughs> right, um, right. The rules about dress, you know, he must he let you get away with it and was like never again. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's probably got some. Uh, there's probably a lot of NCA violations in, in him yeah, that's making. True. That's Unfortunately, that's true too. Well, hey, uh, I want we want to dig in a little bit too uh, before we let you go. Kind of the Belleville, you know, system of play. And I mean, I, I think we, we both have seen your teams play over time. Not not a lot, uh, you know. Recently, maybe obviously in the state finals or final four, we saw you last year. But you know, if you're if you're talking to someone who really doesn't understand Belleville basketball, what, what how would you describe? I guess the staples of the Belleville program from a system standpoint. Well, we really want to be be selfless in terms of not being worried about who's scoring a basket. Um, and, and that really goes down to one of our core values, which is toughness, you know, both mentally and physically. It, it's got to be about winning. And, you know, in, in terms of our actual style of play, we, we put this on the back of our shirts every year. We want to defend, rebound, and run. And that, uh, you know, that's influenced from my time in Michigan State and, and my time with Nate is if, if guys are going to gonna work on that defensive end, you can give them some freedom offensively. And it's not that we won't run stuff. Um, I think our guys do a great job of, of running some complex stuff when we need it. But um, we've got to defend. The years we've been pretty successful, we've really done it on that end of the floor, been a tremendous man-to-man defensive team and uh, had guys who really bought into the scouting report and, and really making opponents uncomfortable on, on, on uh, their offensive end. And then you got to clean the glass and then we want to get out and run. We've been fortunate to have some pretty good athletes and a lot of team speed most years at Belleville. So um, walking in up the floor would, would be kind of counterproductive. Uh, on the offensive end, we're, I'm willing to do almost anything depending on our personnel. You know, that's where it would be a lot more flexible. Um, sometimes, you know, we've had teams where we've thrown it in. We had big Arlington Hambright who's playing. I think he's on a Colts practice squad right now. Um, we threw it into him. He was about 6'5", 260. Um, he was a skinny little thing back then, but we threw it in the two years we had him. You know, when we had Gabe Brown and, and Davion Williams and Kayvon Merriweather, you know, we, we spread that thing and, and drove and kick and, um, you know, hit the open guy as much as possible. And then our, our last group, you know, that, that team uh, moved the ball side to side and, and really could do some different things moving without the basketball and, um, you know, they were really unselfish and impressive of finding, finding the open guy constantly. So, you know, we're really flexible on that end, but if you don't defend, like we'd be really unsuccessful at Belleville, that's our, that defensive toughness and aggression is, is gotta be there for us to play Belleville basketball. On that defensive end coach, what is your philosophy in terms of like, you guys all pure man, you like to mix in zone, you like to press, how do you really kind of instill that, I guess, like you're saying, you want to make teams uncomfortable. There's a million ways you could do that. I'm curious what your philosophy is on that. Yeah, we haven't played much zone. Maybe maybe a quarter in my varsity coaching career, quarter and a half. Uh, you know, we played with it a lot in practice. The last four years, I had a tremendous assistant, Josh Peterson, who 
um, moved to Nebraska. So we're, we had to bid adieu to him. Uh, you know, he'll be very successful in his career out there, but um, he was a much better zone coach than I was. So I do think it improved our zone offense and we played with it. We've always had a hard time getting our guys to play as hard in the zone as, um, you know, at least our most talented kids, they, they look over at the bench like, coach, what are you thinking? You know, like, let's go, let's go check people. So, you know, we try to put pressure on a ball handler, really wear guys down. And we try to really take away what teams want to do. Uh, the, the, the Izzo and Oates influence that I've been fortunate to have. I, I'm a big opponent scout guy. So we're, we're really trying to, you know, break down what teams want to do, take that away and force them to do something they're uncomfortable with. And, um, you know, most of my 10 years at Belleville, we've had guys that work really hard on that end that made, made me look smart, even though, uh, you know, we're really playing playing one defense. We've, we've mixed in some full court stuff. You know, there've been a couple of years when we used, used some diamond quite a bit with, with Gabe and Davion's group more as an en energy bringer for them. Um, you know, we've had other groups where we just run and jump out of full court man a little bit, but uh, you know, we, we always want to be able to sit down. I think like win tough games in March, you got to be able to sit down and really guard somebody for a possession without fouling and finish it off with a rebound and, that that's what we're going to hang our hat on offensively uh do you have an inbounds play or a set play called bama i mean do, do we have one is there something in your system that we i mean we, we have some stuff that's definitely out of yotes playbook okay. um, <laughs> you know there, there's definitely you know uh, some blobs and slobs that that i like to nate so it was funny he only he didn't run a ton at romulus and it drove me nuts because when i was at eden rapids uh we ran a ton out of bounds. I think we were plus 12 on special teams my last year there because uh, we were we were really thin and uh, we, we were, were really top heavy. So we really had to scheme baskets for guys that were getting double and triple team. We had a big kid named Alex Ghana and he'd have guys doing chin-ups on his arms and the refs wouldn't be calling fouls half the time. He was so big, but I had to put a few in when we were there because it just drove me nuts. We were running like the same two or three all the time. It was, but. It was when I was there. And so that was before you, but we ran this play called Raider. Yeah. And, and I, probably the same one they were running in 12, 13, but I'm telling you it worked and maybe that's yeah. no one, no one stopped it. We just kept running it. It was like a double loop. Oh, like, I know exactly. It's in our playbook. <laughs> it's in our playbook. It's I, I we, forgot uh, about it until just now. I think I got to get that back in. You don't run it. We, it's in there. We might run it once a game or once every other game, but uh, there's enough teams in the area that run it with all the, the, coaching staffs that have somebody connected coach, you got to know how to defend it. So That's true. Good we, point. we have a lot of stuff in our playbook. We don't run a lot, but it's all about learning to defend it. You know, uh, so we're jumping around a little bit. You, we, I referenced the little league baseball game. I, I, I saw you at this summer, your, your eight year old son, his first name is what? Alex. Okay. So is it safe to say that, that your children got, their athletic ability from your wife. I mean, let, let, I am hoping I pray every day that that <laughs> statement is true. So your, your wife, if, if, if people aren't aware of this, I, I might butcher her last name. Is, is it Kashinsky? Yeah, that was yeah, her maiden Chris, Chris Kashinsky was her maiden name, former pioneer standout, what basketball player and track athlete, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. She, uh, she was uh, excellent. Uh, I think she was all state basketball player. And then, I think she was a nationally ranked 400 runner as well right. and had opportunities to run in college, but hard to turn down that, that full scholarship that division one basketball provides. 
Right. And, and so she went to, she played collegially at, at, at Illinois state, right? I, yeah. I, I see a Jersey in the background. I don't think that was yours in college. That, that's not mine. They, they only gave me one three and they didn't give me one after high school. So. All right. So, so you, you, you married perfectly. You married an athlete. You're, you're, you're a coach. You got kids who are probably involved in sports. This is you're living the dream right now. Yeah. I mean, she, she's an amazing person. She's just got, bad eyesight but doesn't know it and really bad taste in men obviously <laughs> that's cool coach i'm curious you know gabe brown just got done with a really nice career at michigan state and you referenced him uh, a couple years ago what, what is he up to now i and i think i remember seeing him a little bit in the summer league but uh i didn't i didn't keep track of it since then he kind of had a wild summer uh he's he signed with oklahoma city um which they have a ton of young guys. So I, you know, I don't know if uh, path was blocked eventually, but he got some good time in the last few summer league games and played well, shot the ball well. Um, and he was supposed to have signed an exhibit 10 uh, contract with them to be in camp. But then he calls me, says he's going to Denver a couple of days later. I'm not going to Denver. I'm with the Raptors and he's been with them ever since. Uh, and I know they liked him in the pre-draft process quite a bit. You know, I know uh, wingspan is a big deal to them, and Gabe had a seven-foot wingspan in high school. So he kind of fits in with, I think, what they're trying to do. I think everybody but Van Vliet on their, uh, on their, in their program looks about the same, you know, real lanky and long. So I think they have one or two open spots on their 15-man roster. So he's going to go into camp, try to make, make the NBA squad. But um, that Exhibit 10 scholarship, I think, gives you a 50 grand if you're on the G League team for uh, the first two months. So either way, he's going to make some money playing basketball. And I, I think they, uh, they see him as a potential player in the future. You know, just he fits their mold of what they like basketball players to look at. I know uh, just from coaching Gabe and, and knowing him and what he continued to do at Michigan State, like time and effort aren't going to be the reason he doesn't make it. Like he, he really lives it and loves it. Um, you know, I, I really, truly believe he's going to find a way to carve out a carve out a role in the league and have a nice career. And I, I got to admit it, I actually pull for the guy, and I don't pull for any Spartans. Like, it's just a rarity. But his, his ties to the area and you, I, I, it makes me pull for him. So that, that, that's pretty that's pretty cool. He, to he's a fantastic guy, too. I mean, just heart of gold. And, you know, uh, his story has been well documented, losing his dad in high school and, and persevering through that that really difficult time uh, can't help, but want to see him have success and he's deserving of it. Cool. Well, Hey coach, we're going to, we're going to let you go. I, you know, I, I wanted to met, I looking at uh, our sheet here that I got. So my calculations, if, if the MHSA website is correct, and that, that's not guaranteed by the way, <laughs> in nine seasons, your career record at, at Belleville is, is one forty six and 53. I, I'm sure you're keeping track of it on a chalkboard behind you somewhere. But uh, that, that means that means game. Their next game will be game two hundred. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. Who would who would have thought, right? Yeah, it sounds it sounds about right, like about yeah. the right number of games. And and we've had really good players, so you you win a lot of games when you have good players. Um, but I didn't realize uh, game one would be uh, two hundred. So yeah. So who do you who do you guys open with this? Right, I know you have I know you have Rouge early, but at at Lincoln on that first Tuesday, we've got a. Uh, our non-league, you know, so excited to MHSA finally, uh, you know, started to modernize a little bit, give us a couple more games. If we can just dot clock here eventually, uh, I'll be real happy. But uh, we have Lincoln, Rouge, Canton, Romulus, and then we've got two showcases 
which we're still kind of navigating through a few opponents, but we know we're going to be in those showcases. So we're going to try to challenge ourselves and, and also have some area rivalries with, with, with schools like Lincoln and, and Romulus that have, have been important games to us at Belleville, but really try to get our guys prepared and go through the gauntlet a little bit so that we can be successful in that league season. And, and hopefully, you know, these, these boys will make another, another run like last year's group did because it's a, it's exhausting but it was a lot of fun and, and looking back on it just so proud of those kids too well good deal man we appreciate having you on uh wish the tigers uh good luck uh throughout the season and uh i'm sure we'll talk to you soon all right appreciate it guys thanks